Hi, and welcome to Drunk Art Review, the podcast where everyone from teetotal to blind ass drunk is welcome to give their honest opinions on all forms of art. She's Rosie. And she's Jenny. She forgot what my name was. Well, I, I was a bit thrown when you said my name. I was like, this, this has happened before. <laughs> Just mixing it up a bit, folks. Mixing it up. Did you like our soft open? I did. I know, because normally we're that, shri- we're normally, sh- we're normally shrieking well, at that you. Was so the thing. Every every time I've done like editing before, it's always been a bit like, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I want to just slide into their ears this morning, this this evening. <laughs> okay, so this is my third beer. I'm just just throwing just, it out there. I'm just we're putting both, it out there. Yeah. We've been drinking for about an hour and a half, and we've only just started recording. So I know. Yeah, and uh, as a disclaimer, we. We both have our dogs here. Yep. <laughs> Leo and Doris are current. I mean, they, they normally they're screeching and enjoying themselves so much that we were a little bit worried about doing the mm. recording together. However, they're they're both they're, they're both just like lying on the floor right now. So that's I only think, because they've been wrestling like, solidly okay. for the last hour, sounding yeah. like Chewbacca. Yeah, um, they do make some weird noises. Doris is particularly weird. <laughs> Although Leo's little owls. <laughs> I know. Whenever we go in the park, he's just he does, like he'll play for a bit and then he does the sort of the hound bark, which is like. Whoa! Do you know the amount of people I stop and chat to and like Doris and my dog Doris and their dog is playing and they'll be like oh yeah my dog plays with this dog and this dog oh and the little beagle Leo and I'm like Leo like the (laughs) amount of people that know your dog and they know his name I'm like that's my best friend (laughs) he's such a character because he's so spotty oh you know people just like spot him and he's a bit like he's a bit chubby so (laughs) it's just like where's the fat beagle he's he's junk in the front and you're chunk in the (laughs) trunk That reminds me of that meme you sent me earlier. Oh god. The, they're like, why did you just get the front waxed? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the mullet. Woman. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put that one up on the uh, timeline to go along with the baby being oh. thrown in the air. That's one of oh. our favourites. Oh, oh, I love that. Let's <laughs> check that up. That still is so, so, so crucial to yeah. you know, explaining life right now. So, uh, yeah, so disclaimer, if the dogs suddenly start wrestling again, you may hear some strange noises. If they start panting, you may hear some strange noises. You may also hear me get very excited because in the next half an hour, (laughs) a takeaway may arrive with a portion of chips for me to soak up some of this alcohol. Oh, of course, yeah. uh, Yeah, we might have to have an intermittent break, but, you know, we're just going to roll with it. It's it's always going to be a shit show, so you used to enjoy it. I mean, if, if you've been listening to the other podcasts episodes, and if you haven't, why the fuck haven't you, bitches? (laughs) And you've, you've come this far to the, to the fifth, episode right yeah. the fifth one which we we uh you know decide we we found out it was the fifth because we were a little bit stupid we were like is this the same what what number is this <laughs> i don't know what the fuck um, we're doing. yeah if you got this far then clearly clearly you're enjoying what we're doing <laughs> although you haven't listened to a special episode we've recorded yet which is going to oh, be the God, craziest yeah. drunkest one we've done okay so, yeah uh, so yeah so look out for that one coming out the special coming up is it was it was what like three hours recording, and I'm having to hack and slash that bitch together because <laughs> and we have a guest we, on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, oh, uh, good yeah, old Chris so. Francis. Yeah, so look out for that one. That's gonna be coming up soon. Yeah, I mean we talk about cinematography yeah. and film, and it's really cool. Yeah, and also it's like you know we recorded it so long ago yeah. that it'll be so fun to share that. You know, and we just back ourselves, a, huh? It'd be nice to re-listen back yeah. ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I get to listen to it like on repeat, and I'm like, wow, Rosie, you sound like such a fucking idiot. But, you know, <laughs> for you, you get to listen to it, you're like, oh, wow, I sound so great. Okay. Because I edit it so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, you edit all the shitty bits of me out, which is great. I love yeah. that position. You were wonderfully drunk that night, it was great. I was very drunk. But that's because we made special drinks, because we, we had did. a special guest. And yeah. um, anybody that knows me knows that they should never mm-hmm. accept a cocktail off of me because I always double and triple up the shots. Oh, well, yeah, that's just your pub heritage, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, probably. I grew up in a pub for anyone that doesn't know. It's like, uh, I think it was just going to Union Leicester, actually. I oh, think it was yeah, just making yeah. the most of the alcohol, but mm. there we go. So, um, just yeah. to, to get on with it, we are doing our episode tonight based on the episode title, which is The Kiss. Mm. The Kiss by Rodan. Yeah, Augustus Rodan. That's what this episode was inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, and idealistically, we would have put it out when... 
yeah. inspiration came about because um, we were very fortunate enough in Ipswich, which is where we are both based, mm-hmm. that um, the KISS by Rodan came to... Um, yeah, the original KISS. I yeah. mean, there's been a few that have been sort of, uh, you know, made from it, mm. you know, casts or even just like, you know, uh, re-sculptings of it mm. by Augustus Rodan, which, you know, obviously is still the KISS. Mm. Um, but yeah, we actually got to go physically see it at the uh, Christchurch mansion mm-hmm. um, and because they've got a gallery there it's always great they were, yeah. I mean they had constable for a while and that was great mm-hmm. too but um, yeah I mean when we saw it there was uh, this whole well I mean I don't want to get are we going to go into that just yet I mean are we going to talk about it what the dance yeah, yeah I mean that was yeah. incredible we were really fortunate the um, Dance East which is a company it was Dance East. Yeah, Dance it? East. Yeah. Dance East will, again, will sh- shout out Dance East, who are based over on the waterfront in mm-hmm. Ipswich. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing a special piece um, based on the kiss, and it was mm-hmm. actually in the gallery and around the art pieces. And it was just incredible, wasn't it? And it, it was, was to immersive. Do, it was to do with like how the piece was actually produced as well. Yeah. Um, so they were using cloth to sort of emulate like the the wetting of the clay, and the clay being kneaded, yeah, yeah. and like the sculpture coming together. Mm-hmm. And it was really fascinating yeah. to see like a completely different yeah, interpretation because, of it. Because of course, like the 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 actual sculpture of Rodin, mm. uh, the kit, uh, Rodin's kiss, is made of marble. However, he'll make a maquette out of clay, mm. and to actually have that information within the dance. Mm. It's such an insight mm. to know that they have to, you know, create these smaller cartoons mm. before they actually really go deep into making, mm. like, you know, the marble sculptures. I mean, marble fucking costs a bomb, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was really interesting. And they had like music that like played with it as well. And it, oh, like, I mean, I mean, if it was still on now, we'd totally be like, go and see it. But yeah, it happened quite a few months ago now. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't record an episode at the time. We didn't. We meant to do it at the time. Um, it but just of course, we went on happen. hiatus for a little bit because mm. we were both so busy. Um, but what yeah, we're trying like, to get is if there is local artwork mm. in your town, say, go and see it. Because like, you know, that's like amazing that, that it's there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially like, I mean, Rodan, right? Rodan and Ipswich. I mean, amazing like what? like it's not it's not london it's not fucking cambridge it's not like any of these you know sort of higher Norwich, it's not, you know, places yeah like it's so which, for us to receive that and to have it you know within touching distance i mean of course don't go and touch it I mean, yeah maybe don't, don't stroke don't do it that, the, the guards won't like that but to be able to sort of witness it you know hand Face to face, it was, it was yeah. just beautiful. And even bigger than I was expecting. Yeah, the piece. yeah. Um, we'll put a picture of the piece up if you're not familiar with the piece. We'll put a picture up. On yeah, our, it's just on our it's, it's slightly bigger than life size. Um, was, so, do you know what got me? It was the hands of the male figure. So just to give you some context of what the kiss is based on, mm. um, I think Rosie has. Some, sorry, that was ah, a strange noise. She caught my beer. Saved the girl's beer. <laughs> she nearly had a beer on her badge, but that's what oh. best friends are for. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe maybe that'd help. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Won't talk about that. <laughs> Ladies, you know where we're coming from, right? <laughs> it's just very hot right now. It's real hot right now. <laughs> um, okay, so basically... Well, actually, no, first. First... Oh, because, just going back. Because we were talking about Dance East, I need to give a massive shout-out to one of my friends mm-hmm. called Karen Pratt. Mm-hmm. She does these dance classes, and she was actually one of the dancers there. Mm-hmm. I point her out to you. And she's phenomenal, like, and she's such a lovely lady as well. She puts together dance routines, and she, I think she teaches at Dance mm. East. I'm not sure if she's still doing it now. I think she has, like, a couple of Instagrams as well. Yeah, we'll try and, again, we'll try and link details of everything yes. that we mentioned on yeah. the podcast. But it was so, it was so wonderful to see a piece like The Kiss, surrounded by dancers, mm. and surrounded by people admiring it too, and music, mm. and also it being performed by someone I knew as well. It was just amazing. Really amazing. <laughs> Leo, you... Leo's enthralled by this. He is, yeah. He's, uh, he's like, yeah. He's sniffing the air. He's yeah. like, what are you talking about? I, I need to know more. Um, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little lowdown on The Kiss. The Kiss, obviously, was made by uh, Augusti. I always want to say Augusti when I read it, but it's just Augustus Rodin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's that extra <laughs> E that throws you. <laughs> Isn't it, right? Um, he's a French sculptor. A lot of people really consider him to be like a really modern sculptor, and I mean you can kind of see that within his work because he he understood the body's form. Mm. Um, and as you go through time, especially in historic sort of artwork and sculpture, people had ideas. And I talked about neoclassicism in the previous episode. 
um, people have this like really perfect idea of the form and mm. people's bodies um, and also you see it in different generations of artwork yeah. because when you look at like periods of artwork it doesn't matter what period it is so traditionally I mean it's not quite I mean it, mm. I suppose in a way it's similar nowadays in photoshopping but you can look at a group of paintings from the same period and almost all the women and all the men have similar facial features because oh, yeah. even though they probably didn't actually look like that because that was considered desirable so it was mm. almost like photoshopping yeah. in oil paint <laughs> Absolutely. And you totally get that within yeah. like different centuries mm. of artwork because uh, someone with sloped shoulders was considered more beautiful. So oh, they would give all the yeah. women like, sloped shoulders and, and, and or, hair shapes and things like that. Too, and like the facial body. shapes. Yeah. So there was, uh, I think I've been told before, like by one of our art teachers, that I have, <laughs> I have quite a good face for like classical paintings yeah, because yeah. I have this certain type oh. of face, which was. What do you think I painted you so often? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, uh, but again, like there are certain facial features mm. in certain realms of centuries of art that yeah. were sort of more popular so it was almost like photoshopping for mm, absolutely for the yeah. period so yeah. it doesn't it's not surprising really that again it was going on within sculpture as well as painting mm. when you think about it no i think you hit the nail on the head there yeah. sorry oh, no. <laughs> you're like i had this epiphany here you go here we go <laughs> it's all the booze <laughs> so yeah so uh yeah people now they they really consider him to be you know a modern front runner of sculpture especially at that time however he never really considered himself like that he considered himself very much like a traditional sculptor mm. but in my mind considering yourself a traditional sculptor with a mind like his mm. to be able to see form and everything like that it just means that he understands it so much more mm. like basically he's seeing it uh on the level higher than what everyone else was seeing it so um sorry i heard a car and i thought my chips were here oh yeah of course well, <laughs> sorry that's going to be a great little uh, interlude um so yeah like although he definitely considered himself to be you know a classical sculptor mm. i think it, it's true he is a classical sculptor yeah because he he just but he could just he was just so much more talented with like bringing mm. that form further forward yeah you know, to bringing it out of the marble and stretching the boundaries and pushing. And i mean there. think about it to be able to carve something from marble, to see it designed within this block of uh, marble, mm. and actually like cut it away and unearth it, I suppose, mm. such a fucking talent! Like it, it's it's it goes beyond actually like actually being able to like paint something. I think it's it's kind of uh, bridging the gap between people and art, really, like two D art. Mm. You know, it it's kind of the the link between the two. And that's what, like... It was the original 3D printing. Yeah. But he did it with his bare hands. <laughs> and I mean, like like I say, like... I mean, I've talked about Benini before. Yeah. Because I'm such a massive fan. He's um, on our Instagram feed. Go check yeah, that episode out. Yeah. And he was probably, what, like 200 years before? Mm. Him and uh, Rodin mm. had a very similar view on what sculpture would look like. What, like, the actual reality of it. Mm. Whereas, like, I mean, Benini was a bit crazy... You know, he burnt himself just to see the expression. Maybe carved. We've talked about quite a few crazy artists on this show so far. <laughs> we have, yeah. But um, Rodin was very actually quite down to earth. Mm. He really had a sensitivity to him, mm. and he was actually really sensitive about like sort of the controversy of uh, mm. the kiss and other works that he'd done. Mm. But he had to stay true to himself, mm. which kind of makes him even more of like a really like mm. a solid guy, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he he actually never got accepted into Paris's foremost uh, school of art. Which fuck you, Paris school right? of art. And fuck I'm like, you. I'm like, that happened to fucking me, Slade. Fuck you, right? Like, fuck you, Slade. <laughs> I really wanted to go to Slade, and they said no, and I was like, okay, yeah, but look um, how amazing. Oh yeah. Anyway, she didn't need you, Slade. I mean, we love you, Slade. <laughs> not but not fuck to make you, Slade. it entirely about me. <laughs> um, but we yeah, love no. you, Slade, but fuck you, Slade. <laughs> He he was around uh, between 1840 to 1917, so he was really quite recent. He was a recent guy in sort of the you know the art art community for us. Mm. Yet yeah, he is really considered probably one of the few sculptures that is uh, recognised throughout mm. the world. Yeah, um, I mean, like Rodin is one of those names that just yeah. I mean, you know it. Mm. Even if you don't know why you know it, you tend to know you've heard yeah. that name somewhere before. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. When it comes to the kiss, he was commissioned mm -hmm. by France, or he won a commission, so mm -hmm. to speak, to make the Gates of Hell. Which, if you don't know, because I'm, I'm a big fan, and mm -hmm. so is a lot of other people, and my brother too. Hi, special and episode me. upcoming. Yeah, 
Gates of Hell is from uh, the, Divi- the, the Divine Comedy, um, which is by Dante um, Alighieri. <laughs> Don- I mean, apologies most- for the yeah. butchering. Oh, I butcher names like a bitch. Um, I mean, most people just say Dante. Yeah. This is what, like, from what, like, the 13th century, something what fucking long ago, 12th century. Yeah, somewhere. really, really long ago. And the Gates of Hell has so many figurines within it mm. because um, he. Well, there's some of those at the exhibition as well. Or did no. they have pictures of them, the sketches? I I'm think sure like, there was something oh, yeah, there, yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. Because yeah, what, what I'll talk mm. about further, right? Um, they had a lot of like you know uh, sort of sketches that mm. would go hand in hand with. The Gates of Hell. Because within the Gates of Hell, there's so many stories that mm. is in Dante's Inferno. Dante's Divine Comedy. I always say Dante's Inferno because that's like the most, the foremost uh, yeah. sort of story that most people read because it's it's the descend into hell. Mm. Rodin was fascinated by this. Mm. And so he was commissioned to make the Gates of Hell, right? He spent about 37 years until he died making it. Mm. All fascinated with it, actually. So literally, as soon as he like got fame or got this commission uh he was just infatuated with it so for the, like the rest of his life he was that like was his life yeah work. yeah um and nothing uh of this magnitude has actually been made before mm. but like made after or since with so much so many different details of like story and and figurines because there's so many different figures and they all the figures within this huge like you know it literally is it's a gate it's a giant door and it's surrounded by different stories within Dante's Inferno, and they have all these different, like, sized people within it. Um, and within that, you can see the thinker, right? Mm-hmm. Another one of Dante's, um, uh, sorry, Rodin's amazing sculptures, mm-hmm. which people know. People well, think I mean, of, like, the thinker more than the kiss, to be honest. Well, modern culture, like, mm. at night at the museum. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. That's yeah. the thinking. You've seen it. You don't even know that you've seen it in modern culture. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's... Everything just like filters into, mm. you know, culture these days. Art is everywhere, bitches. Right? Yeah. The thinker, which is actually meant to be, what is his name? Basically, the, uh, Because Dante's Inferno, right? Or Dante's Divine Comedy, is about two people, just Dante and another guy descending into hell and then go through all the processes and the thinker is actually the guy that he's with hmm. all right i think yeah i am sure i might be don't quote us on some shit there but i think that is i think we're it, drunks don't yeah. quote us <laughs> it's like four meters wide six meters high one meter de- deep it's fucking huge right um and there's various other like uh sort of um replicas of this like mm. throughout the world within that you see the thinker but you also see the kiss mm. and the kiss is a story within dante's divine comedy mm-hmm. and it's fucking amazing that like i had no idea that this was attached to each other mm. right and so the kiss is based upon a real person within historical context right and she was called francesca di Rimini, and basically she was a woman Probably a girl. I mean, people are married off so young. In sort of the 12th century. Oh, is that the food? <laughs> is that the food? Is that, that might be the food. Oh, all right, okay. Well, I'm going to... Because I was about to go into a big old... That's what I thought. Yeah, I okay. Happen. Right. I'm going to yeah. edit this if needs be. We will, but... yeah. Because the dogs probably will start barking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've written down. Have I been... I've been wittering on a bit. You sound I? great. Do I? Yeah, you <laughs> sound like you came in totally prepared. <laughs> When you were like, I'm so not prepared, and you came out with all this stuff, and I was like, fuck me, she's like, good. It's like, she just knows that she... <laughs> I just talk like I do. <laughs> I was excited there. I thought that was going to come up. Well, I, I feel like I have to wait for the food now. I don't want to start my flow. The kiss is based on a real person out of history. And, it's, and she was Francesca di uh, Rimini. She was in probably like the 12th century, and she is uh, seen in so much art, honestly, like... Fuck me, I had a... There we go. Francesca di Rimini. They have the Italian pronunciation there, and I'm like, well, I cannot pronounce that. Can you? What, this one? Yeah. Francesca da Polenta. Ah, da Polenta. I'm sorry if I've butchered that. (laughs) I don't know any Italian. I'm so sorry. Well, anyway, the story goes, um, she was around from uh, t- uh, 12- 
1255 to 1285. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, she didn't have a very long life, to be fair. Yeah. Um, she was the daughter of uh, uh, a lord of Ravenna. I like um, that you tried, you skipped over trying to say his name. <laughs> Guido yeah. de Polenta? Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe. And yeah, so she she was portrayed in Dante's comedy. And this is because she was married uh, to sort of calm the waters between two fighting nations. As she ever was a the story, yeah. As ever the story is, it's fuck like you men using us like, as fucking trees. Like fucking hell, you know, like like a, a just because it's a female who can I, bear lady. I know children. You we know, know like, we're we know we're fucking fabulous. We know we're a gift. <laughs> we know we're a gift, but that doesn't mean you can give us as a literal yeah, gift. Fuck off. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, she was gifted as um, sort of a, a peace offering uh, mm-hmm. to the other sort of family that was warring with them. Mm-hmm. Um, she married the man um, and sort of they, I mean, I think she was quite a lot older. And she was obviously, you know, quite young herself. Mm-hmm. And she met Paolo, which was uh, her husband's brother, younger brother. And for 10 years, they felt like they fell in love. And for 10 years, they had this affair. And in, like, the real history of it, he comes upon them in her bedroom and subsequently kills them both. Mm. Uh, because he was outraged. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But in Dante's regaling of it, they're in... Because uh, in Dante's uh, Divine Comedy, and especially Dante's Inferno, you have different... Um, Levels of hell, yeah. Um, and in this level, it's uh, sort of uh, left for the lustful. Mm-hmm. And in the the story of it, Dante is sort of walking through, and he sort of catches um, a lady float, like sort of in a, a turmoil of wind, um, wrapped up in the in the sort of the arms of another man. Mm-hmm. And she stops for a minute, and he's able to have a conversation with her and he and she kind of very sort of mournfully just like says you know her name and he understands that it, who it is mm. and um he understands why she's there um because i mean like sort of in the biblical stance of it i'm just like for fuck's sake right <laughs> she doesn't belong in the lustful part of hell but in this story, you know, that's you know, where she it is. was she was given as a gift to a man she didn't want to marry. Yeah, and yeah. Like, fell in love she with has her, her own desires. She's her own female woman. Like she She shouldn't have been married she, off in the first place, so fuck you, man. Yeah. But anyway, so he understands who it is. This real person, like sort of immortalized in yeah. literature like this. Such massive literature. And the main thing is, is like in sort of the lustful uh, stage of hell is that they're in this constant turmoil of wind mm. so that they um, can't uh, embrace one another properly. They're just constantly in turmoil, being blown and blown and blown so around. So they're, almost, in this, they're in a tornado. Like they can't, they're so close to the can't yeah. quite get to Yeah, yeah. So they'll like, you know, be wrapped up with each other, but like can't quite just, because it's it's all about mm. like the, the wrath of what lustfulness does. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't really stipulate how uh, sort of perturbed it makes me feel knowing it's a bit that. Sad, yeah, though. yeah. Um, so this this story is about a woman who genuinely fell in love with someone, um, and I mean, lust is not something to put aside. It's an integral part of people. Why is lust considered bad? Like- it's just the fucking. I mean, I was going to say, it's well, it is. It's because of the fucking Bible, right? It's this archaic sort of ideal of like people being put in their place and not following their calm desires and having you know in sculpture tiny penises right you know because being carnal and having desires is a bad thing we've spoken know? about tiny we penises have, many yeah. a time so like you know it it's just it just seems really sad to me um that that the dogs wrestling in the background please enjoy <laughs> the background noise um so yeah no so it's a really romantic and actually really sad because mm. they're murdered for having this sort of spontaneous so love. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, the, the thing is, it's not spontaneous. If like, if it was just well, yeah. lust and they had one quickie, I mean, uh, there we go. But they were fell in love over ten years. I yeah. mean, this is a long term. They. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to say spontaneous. No, but just I know. The beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They they were in love and they maintained their uh she maintained her marriage 
with this man to uphold, you know, the treaty or whatever to keep peace. She did her duty. Yeah, and he should have done his duty by allowing her to have that free reign of, like, knowing where her love lies or whatever. But anyway. Weird creatures. When uh, Rodan considered this part of the story, um, he, he wanted to show the first moment Mm-hmm. when they kiss and you can see that in the sculpture mm. and he had a real belief in like the female form and mm. female within sculpture being like um, as dominant as the male mm-hmm. um, and as forceful and as there and current and, and present as the male mm. um, and you can see that within the in the kiss because she's the one like about to kiss him um, and he's you caught, get your man, girl. He's caught off guard. He's actually holding the book that they were reading because they were reading about um, Guinevere and Lancelot. Mm. Um, and they were so moved by this. And within the sort of the tale that uh, Rodan wants to tell, it's at that moment she can't she can't help herself. She just desperately wants to kiss him because they're reading about these two you know, in love but like never together uh, characters and it just translates to them. And he's caught off guard. He, he, he's, he's rigid. He's, but he's, he gives into it. They aren't kissing. Their lips don't touch. So and close. It, and it's, oh, I know. And it's the moment, that moment that they, it's like they never get to experience that sense of being together and, and embracing one another. Before they find them. Yeah, before they're found and killed. Like, for fuck's sake! Girl trying to get... Girl oh, out here trying to get some good dick in your room. Oh, here we go. Here's the chips. Yeah. Right. Back a minute. <laughs> yeah, so... What it's gone dangerously quiet. I don't know where the dogs have gone. Well, there's one there. Oh, oh the other okay. one's probably upstairs. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so... Getting back to the actual work of the kiss. Because mm-hmm. um, I've talked about the story of it. Um, and really, like knowing the story of it adds mm-hmm. that strong bit. No, <laughs> it's not strong. I just can't see how much I put in. You know, it's, it's, a it's just a little bit of coconut rum. <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> you were set out to have a good evening tonight, weren't you? Yes. Then have some like smooshy texts, like you have so great. Ooh. <laughs> I you should know? not be left alone with my phone <laughs> while I'm drunk, especially if a man is involved. Like, oh. you poor things. Like, we're talking about the injustice of women, but like, I feel a bit sorry for the men that have to deal with me when I'm drunk. Oh, that's okay. It's all about you know the enjoyment of yourself and the celebration of that. You know, <laughs> and if you can't handle me when I'm drunk, you're not getting any of this. Which I have no true words were said. <laughs> really. <laughs> You can't have me, you know what? Nah. This, this beach is closed. Yeah. And there's Chewbacca going off in the background I here. Know, yeah, the dust star is still are having a little play. Um, okay, so. <laughs> the kiss. Uh, the kiss, yeah. Um, I'm trying to get serious here. It's never going to happen. I'm so no, drunk. no. I know. Um, so, yeah, like. Um, Tell me how it felt to see it for the first time, because this was the first time you actually saw it, wasn't it? Yeah, because there was an opportunity to go and see a load of Rodan's work back yeah. when me and Rosie were in high school. Yeah, um, you remember that I went, but I don't remember going. <laughs> yeah, so I remember the trip. <laughs> but I remember seeing it. I was meant I to go, yeah. but I was too ill to go, so I had to miss it, and I was gutted. So seeing it for the first time in person, one, I was, it was just like... Amazing to be able to see my live artwork. Leo! It would be more amazing if there were two dogs wrestling while I'm trying to have an epiphany here. (laughs) Like, thanks, guys. Hey, hey, hey! Like, don't knock my rum over. Um, But also, like, the scale of it, it was so much bigger than what I was expecting. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to, like, discuss how wonderful Rodan is. (laughs) And there's a beagle in the laboratory wrestling. Oh, that's better. You gonna calm down? Oh no, Leo's, no, Leo's instigating. He's gonna lick her his stiff. Don't hump Leo. You're a girl. Why are you even doing it? Anyway, okay, so yeah, first time seeing it. So yeah, it was a lot bigger than I was expecting, and also what I was impressed with. I don't know why this sticks in my mind. 
But the male character's hands were huge and, like, masculine. So for, like, knowing the story behind it, like, she was the one that was kind of, like, reaching out and instigating when you have, like, this big masculine figure. Mm. But then almost, like, she was, like, she the was taking the, force, the lead. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's, like, a weird, like... Like, not weird. It's, like, an interesting way to have an idea like that, like, in difference oh, to yeah. the original story. But it was mm. So it was nice having that, that kind of thing. I mean, as, as like, a... As a female, mm. like seeing seeing that uh, motion within an art piece, you know, it's it's confident and it's awe inspiring and it's like it's someone a female um, taking the reins of what she wants mm. and the man kind of experiencing it and, and shocked by it, but mm. like wanting it too. But she, he doesn't. He he barely his hands are barely on her mm. at all um and but she's the one who reaches over and that in itself is so empowering to see like, like bitch yeah as, as like artists ourselves like seeing it it's just like mm. i understand that i understand the passion i understand like why it's like that and it's just it's it's really cathartic to see that mm. i think my dad is really sensitive with like being able to portray that mm. so if you ever ever have the opportunity to go see this piece like just it's yeah it's just Characters. please do it a lovely piece the fun the fun thing is though right um i, I mentioned earlier about how uh, rodan was really like sensitive to sort of the you know the controversy over it yeah you had to have permission to go and see it because they thought it was too like erotic oh so risque i know right heaven forbid and, i mean like uh, you barely uh, see anything really it's just and it's, while it's at the, the same subject time, matter while at the same time there were men going off knocking up other women that were selling themselves and giving everyone syphilis but that's fine you know? oh yeah yeah but heaven forbid you go and see a piece of artwork oh oh i know right and um, that was sarcasm for anyone who doesn't know me <laughs> There was, like, massive critique over it. Mm. Barely anyone looked at it until, like, much later on. Mm. And after he died, his artwork, like, plummeted a bit. Mm. But then, as ever, when time passes, people realise the longevity and the gravitas of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, they so realise many... how wonderful it is. And now it's, like, one of the forefront pieces of artwork that we get to see. I mean, how many artists that happen to, like, when you think of, like, the history of artists, I mean, like, classic example, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, yeah. whatever you want to say his name, we've mm. said that before, but, like... It was never he, appreciated. Never appreciated at the time, but, like, now he's, like, one of the, like, you know... Yeah, most... the forefront, the forefront yeah. of, like, impressionism and uh, expression. And... Like, everybody knows his name. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think people um, tend to like that. They like an underdog, and they like the disconnect mm. between. You know, they they feel a connection with them because they didn't experience mm. the, the fame and the fortune that they would have now, which is ironic because so many people profit from it. Mm. Like the visions that they had. Yeah. They don't. They don't uh, profit from that. I mean, the closest thing that we have in today's culture is through film. And people today think of art as being quite historic and seeing recent, really current art is, you know, sometimes it's sold for a lot, but generally it's pieces of artwork where the artist has died because there's not going to be any more of it. You know, mm. that's that's where the real money is. Um, in film, that's kind of, people are more accessible to it, so people see more of the vision and people get to be celebrated for that mm. because it's current and because it's now and because you can watch it and, you know, not just have to understand it by looking at a picture, you know? It's just, when you think of all the different kind of aspects of, like, art, you have film, you have, like, painting and sculpture and all that, and then you have, like, music and you have, like, uh, literature and things like that. Dance. Yeah, yeah. Art is actually the one that kind of gets left behind quite a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Because people don't understand how much it actually influences so much more. It's so sad because it's, to me, it's, like, the most, alongside writing, and everything has its station within like sort of the realm of being like really intelligent and making a mark with like writing and with art so much of the time it gets lost in history and suddenly it's discovered and when the people have gone and died that's when you know people get to like mm. really investigate it and stuff and it's just sad and i think as well what people forget about all sort of the creatives so again art writing literature stories dance music 
there's actually so much social history embedded within those images, like why they were made the way they were made. Mm. It's like it's such a big impact why they were created, how they were created. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's hard to appreciate the impact and the importance that some of these pieces mm. have or the impact things that were going on at the time had on the artists to make those pieces. Yeah, there's so much social history within art. Mm. And design and sculpture and architecture, (laughs) music, and people think of those industries as frivolous, but they're really not because they reflect everything that's going on around us. It's like the philosophical uh, reflection on what life is going, you know, what's happening on in life right now. Um, And it's a really easy way to digest things. Mm. For people who aren't necessarily that open-minded about stuff. Yeah. They can hear a song and suddenly think a little bit differently. Yeah. Or they can see a bit of artwork and, you know, something else has been revealed to them. Mm. Um, but, like, it is. It's it's annoying because uh, it's very split with who really, you know, gets... Who really understands it or appreciates it. And, I mean, like we say in every single podcast, art's for everyone. Mm. We just want more people to appreciate the sensitivity and the intimacy of so much artwork that's like really relevant now without it being lost in history Mm. or, you know, and and even if you don't like understand it, it's just, it's just just enjoying it. Yeah. So whatever form that creative thing (laughs) takes, if you want to get into watching dance or listening to a different type of music or looking at different artworks, do it. Just, you know, go for it. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing holding yourself back except you. Oh, she's gone into mum mode. Right? <laughs> Shall we? Um, back? I've just realised yeah, we've gone off on a tangent we have, we from have. the kiss. We did. Um, okay, so, as a roundup, the kiss is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I quite like, I would have it in my home if I had a home big enough. If I yeah. It. And it, um, it really emulates a part of life that has been snubbed mm. for generations even mm. now it's it's constantly snubbed and it's something that like should be cherished and seeing a sculpture that does that mm. that's why we appreciate it so much yeah you know and i loved it i loved seeing like the the dance routine around it i was moved i was Whole crying experience. i mean I think we were hungover when we went to go see it, right? Well, I was hungover. No, yeah, we, we were, were both hungover. We were both hungover anyway. We'd we rallied. Done. Yeah, and we were like, you know what? We're going to see it today. And we did it. And when you We were so bit, emotional when watching little, that dance. Though. When you're a little bit hungover, it's, it's just a bit much. You're like, oh my God, it's so, it was so it good. Was and there was, they were playing music that I loved. And I was just like, oh. Um, so another shout out to Karen Pratt for that. Like, amazing. And so, yeah, seeing it uh, within the museum context and seeing with other people and experiencing it in that scenario, just amazing. Um, so, yeah, top top dollar. Yep, I love it. Thumbs up. Yep, thumbs up. Thumbs up, Rodan. You did a good one. Yeah, so that's that's me done talking about it. She's, yeah, she's, she's yeah, she's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, as a, as, a, as a PS on that, not to go on more about it. Here we go. Um... Francesca uh, da Rimini, um, which is the woman portrayed in this, mm. and Paolo. Um, can't remember his last name. There are so many other artworks that are attached to them because mm. it's such a huge story. Um, so go go and look at uh, Rossetti. I mean, we all love a bit of uh, Dante Gabriel Rossetti, mm-hmm. a bit of the pre-Raphaelite movement. Um, and also Gustav Dore. Yeah, yeah. He made incredible etchings that mm. denote the whole story. I've got the book upstairs. It's amazing. And I really recommend looking at that. The etchings are just sensational. And especially with you know me talking about them being wrapped up in the, the whirlwind of mm. being in the lustful zone. Um, he, I mean, you can see it here. It's just the, the movement in it's amazing. Um, and also there's a couple of other pieces that I really recommend going to see. Um, but if you just, you know, have a little look. Google it, you'll find loads of things. Yeah. And as a tiny little side note, there's actually another one depicting uh, Paolo and Francesco by Rodin. Yeah. Yeah. Which is them um, sort of laying together, which is actually like the kind of the the next step along, which mm. kind of, it gives you that sense of 
reward, mm. I suppose, because they're touching and mm. they're in the throes of it. Um, but yeah, no, I just I really recommend looking at other um, artwork that is sort of to do with that story because mm. they're all just amazing. Yeah. Onwards. Onwards and upwards. In re- As our episode is themed around the kiss, I ended up doing a bit of research on another piece of artwork that was based on a kiss. I don't know why I decided to uh-huh. do that, but I did. So um, I have chosen another piece to talk about. What are you going to talk about? Tell me, Jenny. I'm going to talk about Dan's Lelite, which is a piece by Henry Toulouse Trek. Ooh. Um, and Dan's Lelite, I believe, is loosely translated as In Bed, The Kiss. Um, this piece was painted in 1892, and yes, or it could also be called In The Bed, The Kiss. There's a couple of different versions yeah. of it I've seen online attached to this painting. <laughs> Translated. Um, anyway, so the image depicts what is believed to be two women in bed embracing and kissing. Um, here is the image for Let you, me Rosie. See. Oh, to oh, check I out. I love this one. Beautiful oh, colours. Toulouse um, Trek is art. Oh, seeing him in Madrid the other day was just. Oh, look at him. She's beautiful. She's just reveling in that picture. So it's believed, uh, it's interpreted as. Um, two women in bed cuddling. Um, it's believed that they're prostitutes because I believe Lautrec was mm. one of these artists that was um, quite often, well, he would quite often go to um, brothels and sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not scummy, because it's not scummy. Um, sort of the more raunchy uh, side yeah, of life. Yeah, the, er- know, the erotic side you of know, life. You know, go to bars the and The bluer side and, of life. You know, what I would consider the fun stuff. Yeah, um, you <laughs> <We> know, both would. <laughs> you know, drunks and mm. prostitution. and The colour of life. Yeah, so it's not the black and white, all the, all the shades in between. Anyway, um, he was quite often paint um, prostitutes mm. sort of in different stages. Um, I think if people look some of his works... You know, he does like the dancing ladies, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. Um, not like Degas did dancing ladies, Degas <laughs> oh, were ballerines. It's a little bit different. No, these were like the ladies from like the Moulin Rouge style, do you know what I mean? Just saying, um, there's a little bit of a connection between this and what you picked last week, right? I'm trying to think what I picked last week. What well, serial killers? No, 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 because you, no, oh, soulmates. It was for soulmates. And uh, you were talking about Klimt with them um, watching oh, the, the women, women and prostitutes touching yeah. themselves. Yeah, like... Yeah, I, I don't know why. Finding out a little bit more about you, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gorgeous. I love it. The thing is, so true. That's the point. She's just picked this out that I'm, I've picked two images and spoken about artists that like women that yeah, kiss each other. It's the thing is, I would like to put out there that I am actually I identify as straight, but I just think it's a great thing that these oh, pieces of yeah. artwork should be put out there and you know made normal because we. As humans, it's come love. Around. It's not. It's not sort of a, a love is genderless. Yeah, it's fluid. It's nothing and I, more that, than I, you I quite know, often, gender. you know, I appreciate these artists that were ahead of their time in the fact that they were showing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not so much that I'm fascinated with women kissing. I mean, I think women kissing is great. It's just it's beautiful. It's just art. nice. That's it's the thing. Love. It's beautiful artwork depicting love, and it mm. doesn't matter that it's two women in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, no. Me, me pointing piece. out is more just. Um, the idea of like uh, it, they're both erotic pieces and yeah. we're not even on the erotic episode <laughs> <laughs> oh I see what you're getting at now she's yeah. implying that I'm a dirty bitch um, she's not wrong um, I love it so these women are in bed kissing um, it's part of a series of four pieces of work I there are see, some other I pieces I the other one where they're both sort of asleep together yeah um, and I don't believe it's the, it might not be the same woman in each picture I'm not sure if it is or isn't um and it's unknown whether the women in the picture were paged to pose like that or whether they were genuinely lovers that, mm. well, Klimt might have, Lautrec might have paid them anyway, but they might have been genuine lovers or he might have asked them to pose like that. I think we yeah. see them all here now. Yeah, so there's a yeah. collection of them. See, these look like the same women, don't they? Yeah. This one's one and this one. One's short hair, one's longer hair, but another one, they look like they've got sort of darker brown hair. Yeah, but this one has short hair as well. So it could be the same mm. women in each picture. Um, again, so it's unknown if they were gen- if these were if the uh, subjects were genuine lovers or whether they just mm. happened to be women that Lechak had asked to pose for him. Either way, it was I think was intended to show 
two women sharing a tender kiss, sharing a moment of, you know. And it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimate in the sense that, you know, in the one I've chosen, there's nothing else around them but bed sheets. Yeah. And it's just like, it's in their own little world. And it's I don't know, it's a just. a big bed too. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful piece. Um, so, and Lautrec became interested in the nightlife in Paris. Paris, and we've said this earlier, um, particularly prostitutes, and he was spending lots of time painting everyday scenes within brothels. Um, we should do that. <laughs> okay. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think that they would be down, just because I think the ladies there would be fine. I think it would be the clients that would be worried. Um, yeah, but the la- you know, I, th- I think that would be a really interesting thing to do. Legalise sex work, that's what we're trying to say, because the people that work in the sex industry, you do a damn good job, folks. I know. I don't know why people make such a fuss about it. Anyway, that's not the t- <laughs> subject of this. We're not getting political. So it shows the two women in bed. You can't see the surrounding room. It's completely focusing on the couple in the image. Um, they both look comfortable with the situation. There's no anger or upset. The colours are soft. It's almost got that, because of the way the trick paints, it's got that soft focus. Mm. It's just like, you just feel that they're in this bubble and it's soft and happy and bliss. That's the word I'm looking for. You feel like mm. they're in that moment of bliss. And I just thought it was a nice painting to throw into our The Kiss episode because they are kissing and it's just, again, it's a different take on a different situation. We've got two women who are completely unknown as opposed to The Kiss, which is a very famous story. And while The Kiss itself by Rodin was carved out, was soft in its approach, but it was carved out of marble and something hard, this has been painted in such a way it's almost like a complete contrast because of the <laughs> softness of it in that sense. Mm. Um, so I just thought it was a really interesting piece and I thought people might like to see that. So I've thrown that one in as a little extra bonus for this episode. No, I love it. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really beautifully done as well. I think as well because like um, there is there is such a there's a, such a contrast between uh, Rodin's kiss and T- Toulouse Lautrec's kiss. But it's kind of like... But they're coming from the same place. Yeah. Like, with, with the marble being so soft. Mm. Um, and the paintwork here, which kind of has that kind of look about, like, you know when people use, like, oil pastels? Mm. It kind of looks very similar to that. Well, I um, think he did use a combination of media, yeah, so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. I thought it might have been it kind of painting, has that, but it's, it could be one of his pastel ones, because I believe he did use pastels yeah, as well. Yeah, Um It has that sort of uh, looseness to it. Mm. Ironically is really similar to portraying uh, what real bodies look like, yeah. which is exactly what Rodan did. Um, That's the thing. They are real women. You know, mm. they're not... You know, when you look at them, the one with the long... There's two ladies, so there's one with long hair and one with cropped hair. The one with the longer hair, her hair is sort of, you know, fluffed out on the bed. It's not, like, perfect. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, These are real women. Yeah, they're real, real women. And they're not, they're not looking... They're not looking toward the painter. They're in their own world. They're... Yeah, it's not fair. eyes closed. Enjoying. That's the thing. Is it what it seems to me is? It's not an image that's painted for a male's pleasure, no. for a man's. You know, not to say that it's, it's observing something and and sort of yeah, not, showing... maybe not even such a male pleasure mm. because obviously women can enjoy it too. That's not quite what I meant. But I think it's meant as like it's not meant as a piece that's meant to get you aroused in that sense. It's not like a sexual, no. even though it's quite like maybe the kisses is. The intent within the kiss is sexual, but it's not like a sexual painting. It's not like a look at this. We're two, oh, no. we're two lovers. See, that, do you know I, what I mean? It's, I mean, it's just can... showing a really intimate moment, and I think that's mm. quite as well why I like it. Yeah. So the viewer can observe and appreciate it, but not. Be... It is kind of. I mean, sometimes when you're looking at artwork and you feel aroused or something like that, mm. um, it can be a little bit uh, demeaning for the, the sort of the subject matter that you're looking at. But with this. You just know that it's a loving embrace. Mm. It's all so, about the intimacy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. See, see, you'll you'll feel instead of like this erotic sensation, mm. you feel a connection of love mm. and acceptance with mm. it. And I think that's what really is really beautiful mm. with it, you know. And I think again, it, in that sense, it's similar to Rodin because again, mm. it's not. You know, obviously, it's about these lovers that ended up going to hell and they're lustful and sinful but actually the way he portrayed it as well was that beautiful tender yeah loving moment and I mm. think they've, it, in that way it kind of relates to it so I just thought it would be a nice one to chat about and again we'll put a picture of that up too so you can see yeah um, what we're chatting on about 
this is a great little Brucey bone is just yeah. This is a great shout. I love. I genuinely. I, I would love have that on my piece. wall. I loved Lautrec anyway, so I'd have Lautrec yeah, prints on my wall. I would too. Um, yeah, that's my little extra shout out in here. Um, <laughs> no, I'm so happy you chose that because honestly, when we when because I I didn't prepare for this episode at all. And I, I honestly didn't realise that you were going to have like an extra bit of artwork, but I'm so happy that you do, um, because honestly, it's beautiful. And I think when we share that, people are going to really, really it. love it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, do you have any other recommendations, or was your recommendation from earlier in the well, episode? Because you did recommend an artist, didn't you? And I can't for the life of me think who it was. We'll listen back to it, folks. <laughs> we'll throw them in as well. Um. See, I I, re- I did want to talk about a particular artist, but I feel like we've really gone in quite deep and hard with these two kisses. So I really want to save talking in depth. Of- oh, well, maybe not. Oh, I mean, I've got, okay. I've got an artist recommendation. So okay, like- all right, all right. So yeah. Shout them out, Rosie. <laughs> um, so, I mean... And let me make a note of it, because fuck knows when I come to post the Instagram <laughs> posts on this, I'll forget, because I've drunk at the time. The other day, mm-hmm. I went to Madrid. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I saw my mate Flynn and Rafa. Like, we had a great time. She um, did her Instagram stories. I did, yeah. And we went to, went to a pool yeah. party, went to some museums. Oh, I should have done, like, a live stream of, like, all the artwork I saw. Why she didn't? I saw I saw so much artwork, and it's it was probably because she was drunk most of the time. She forgot to. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite tragically ill on one evening because like it was so hot and I'd had like a gin and I was like <laughs> anyway um, okay so I was so desperate uh, to see this mm-hmm. when I went to Madrid I was like you know what this is the one thing if I don't see anything else this this is the thing I have to see mm-hmm. right so do you know Goya of course you do a little bit yeah yeah Goya right is foremost a Spanish artist Francisco Goya. Um, when you say foremost a Spanish artist, are you trying to imply that he's of mixed descent, or are you? Just... No, 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 no. I mean, like he he is he is a Spanish artist, and his artwork is constantly retained within Spain. Oh, okay. Like, he is loved and cherished. They have a, a statue of Goya outside one of the museums. He is loved there. Okay, so what you're getting at is maybe he should, he's not as appreciated around the world as he damn well should this be. This is what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, okay, so what I was so desperate to see was one of Goya's things. I'm going to show you in a second. Okay. And Me trying to sneak <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> I'm going to set this up for you. So Goya, right, he was a phenomenal painter. Mm-hmm. He was commissioned over many, many years to paint, you know, uh, portraits and things like that and, and intermittently, you know, in dig- dignitaries and things like that and intermittently throughout his career there'd be these small paintings of, like, the occult and all these wonderful Ooh. things and oh, Dark. wonderful things um, and really political things too. He mm. painted this massive piece which is all about um, sort of this these Spanish shootings, and it's mm. it, it's a, it's an amazing piece. And I got to see it, and I was like, wow. But the one that so anyway, like he painted all these things, and towards the end of his life, he was becoming deaf, mm. um, and the political climate of Spain was starting to turn into something that he didn't enjoy. So he ended up just locking himself in his own mansion, and he as you do, yeah. Bearing in mind he was going deaf. His eyesight wasn't that great either. Okay. And he just shut himself away. And he created these frescoes straight onto the wall of his dining room and elsewhere in the house. Mm. And they were called the Black Paintings. Now, I think there's about 12 of them. Mm. And bearing in mind he painted these for no one else other than himself. Mm. There's one uh, that stands out amongst them all. And it's called Saturn Devouring His Son. And I'm going to show you it right here. I've seen that painting. <laughs> I have seen that painting. Why do, was I looking at that painting? It's because it's fucking oh. mental. It is. I can't remember why I'd chosen that painting. Why on earth was I... Sorry, is this it? Is just... this in your... <laughs> no, I just remember when I was doing research on one of my episodes that... I'd seen that painting and I was just like, oh my God, that creeps the fuck out of me. Yeah. And do you know what? I know it sounds really odd, but um, when I look at that, for some reason, it reminds me of um, 
there's a, a manga or an anime where there's like these giants that like eat people and it, for some reason it just made me think of that do you know what i'm talking about i think i might like some of the titans or attack of the titans maybe no i'm just oh those eyes i think maybe it's might be so it. creepy <laughs> so yeah i do know that painting yeah i was wondering where we were going but i do know that see, it creeps the hell out of me this this was the painting i wanted to see when i was there and you go down into the, like the cellar or like the basement mm. of this museum um and you walk into this room and it's all dimly lit as it would have been for you know himself mm. and the fact that they managed to like uh take frescoes from the wall and mm. convert them onto canvas is like a, an amazing thing itself but basically when i walked into the room i could just spy it from from afar because the eyes follow you wherever you go mm. um and with uh, goya's painting here saturn devouring his son it's about the story of how um saturn thought he was going to be overthrown by one of his sons mm-hmm and his wife uh, hid one of his sons within her stomach. Mm. Like, so she ingested him to protect him. Mm. Uh, and eventually he was overthrown. But he does go then and eat the other sons that he thinks are going to like overthrow him. So he's like and mad within, almost. Within this image, I mean, the, the composition is off. Like the, the arms and the legs are all out of sorts. Like the... They're, they're, so they're, they're strenuated, they're too long, and the fact that the creature, I mean, it's a creature mm. within this, he has like this long sort of scarecrow-like hair, just... and his mouth is gone open with his hands like plunged into this, mm. this form of a body. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Goya painted this for himself! I mean, like... <laughs> Why? <laughs> um... So, is this, is this so the manga this series that it makes Attack me think on Attack yeah. on Titan. So it was a manga that's been transformed into an, into an anime. Mm. For some reason, that painting makes me think of the way they've painted the giants in this. Um, I can see the similarity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so if you're a manga and anime fan and you know of Attack on Titan, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's like this weird. I mean, the characters in it are the like the monsters in it. Mm. I mean, look that one like. My God. There's something really creepy about them. Mm. Like, I saw a random trailer for it once, and I was like, I can't watch this because <laughs> this, it would give me nightmares. It's that yeah. kind of... For some reason, it really freaks me out. Um, but that painting makes me think of this manga slash anime. Is it really? Yeah, I can see that. There's, like, some weird... I don't know. Whoa. It's just odd. No, I love it. Yeah, so oh. that's... Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, yeah. it has the same um, strangeness and yeah. bizarrety that Goya's painting does mm. as well. I got to see it in person, and it was amazing. Oh! oh. <laughs> Something's going on, they're protecting us. We're being protected. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I got to see this in person. It was the most amazing thing ever. I, I saw it on the last day I was there. Um, so she was probably really hungover when she saw it as well. <laughs> I wasn't actually that day. It's because I'd had, you know, I was, I was a little bit like, oh, I had too much gin the night before. So I was like, no. Tang um, easy. Yeah. But yeah, that painting just creeps. It, I couldn't have that on my wall because that freaks me out, that painting. So the other thing is that <laughs> fascinated by this painting. And we realised that they sold posters. Uh, so we, we decided to buy, like, um, an A1 poster of this Oh, my piece. God. Where are you going to hang it? <laughs> you hang I, it in the hallway. Like, if you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you see a painting like that, you're going to crack yourself. I know, I know, but I... I mean, like, it's, that could be in the Serial Killers episode, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that was why. Do you know what I mean? <coughs> I re- can't remember why I've looked at this painting for research before, but I have. And it, it really could. Oh. It really could. Um... But it's grotesque, in my opinion. Like, it's nuts. It is. You'll see, like, with Caravaggio um, and artists like that, you know, like, when it comes to, like, something that is grotesque, but also, like, well, it humans, speaks volumes. To humans, me, it's so like, interesting. Humans are weirdly fascinated with hot and grotesque. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so yeah we, we love the bizarre. We love the macabre. So, yeah, that's my, uh, that is my recommendation. We're going to put up a post about that. Yep, so you'll get to witness it for yourself. Yeah, so that's going in with the recommendations. I'll mm-hmm. also put a post, I'll, uh, in, within that post, I'll link it with the um, Attack on Titan manga as well. Oh, so yeah, I think yeah. it would be quite interesting for you guys to be able to compare what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen Pratt will also, we'll put a little shout out for her. Yeah, my, I love that. My recommendation this week 
is a modern illustrator. Oh. Um, who is actually a friend of ours. Is it? Yes. Is it? It's Johnny. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier and I just totally forgot. Of course you did. Um, I've not actually seen any of his work. But Are you kidding I me? Know. But You'd love John's work. So we should because this bitch, we're going to get on the fucking show, aren't we? John, you... <laughs> we've called you out now. We've called you out, John. You've got to come on the show because uh, we're basically blackmailing you because we've called you out now. I know, right? Um, yeah. So here's John's work. I can't believe you've not seen John's work. Like, you'll love it. Let me, let me have a look. It's, it's amazing. I actually want to buy this cat print that he's got on at the moment. Um, so, our friend, I should actually tell you his full name. Um, so, John Scarrett, he's an illustrator. You can find him at Scarrett on Instagram. We will link his work for you so Keanu, you can go and follow him. Dogs? Oh, what yes. This? Oh, yeah, that's his new zine. Um, his work is great. Um, Mate, I, this is me looking at your work for the first time. It's fucking great. <laughs> this is so cool. So, Look yeah, so now we've shouted you out, John. You've got to come on the show. We're blackmailing you. Um, but no, seriously, John's a great illustrator. Um, yeah. I love his work. Um, oh, a little bit of John Wick there. Ooh. I didn't like John Wick 3, but John Wick's cool. <laughs> Random, but there we go. <laughs> Rosie's opinions thrown in. But no, the, yeah. Jamie Mitchell. Oh, he's got quite a brilliant series going on at the moment, which is like a Tinder match kind of thing, you know. Um, oh, which it? you'll appreciate. Yeah, so all these ones here, you'll see if you oh, go and have yeah, a look at his yeah. page. Um, on, he'll do like, it's a match <laughs> thing, which, and they're just, oh, they're yeah, brilliant. Yes. They're, oh, that's so good. They're so funny. It's like, well, so um, so yeah, go and go and check them out because <laughs> some of the pieces are so funny. Go and show him some love. Go and show him some support. I'm sure the more love and support you show him, the more likely it is for us for him to come on. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We drunken show. We're gonna have to go to his house, and he's gonna have to host us, and we'll bring the booze, and we'll bring the podcast. Basically, we're just two women that just force ourselves on people to make them our make them our friends. Yeah. Um, sorry, John. Um, but no, <laughs> please go and show him some love. Please go check out his work because he's mm. brilliant. And what's his handle on Instagram? So I did say it earlier, but just again for anyone who wasn't listening, it is jscarrot on Instagram. And I will link that in our recommendations when they go up. So you'll be able to find all of the people we've been talking about. So you can find the thing on Goya. You'll be able to find Karen. You'll be able to find John. I'll put the thing about Attack on Titan on there as well. Um, the artworks that we've spoken about today will go in there. So I'll put the kiss up. Um, we'll also put Dazzler Lit by Henry Toulouse Lautrec because of course if you want to keep up to date with our wonderful podcast well, we think it's wonderful <laughs> even though we're drunk all the time oh, yeah. um, go and follow us at Drunk Art Review on Instagram mm-hmm. you yeah. know we post things on there as we've said before you know mm-hmm. we're going to try and keep it up to date with anything we think is interesting sort of gallery wise you know any events Absolutely. that are coming up that we think people should check out because you know especially if they're free go and access them yeah know? yeah and um, I mean we've got some plans as well uh to actually go to some museums and things. I mean, we haven't planned it out yet, but we have ideas about what we want to do and we're going to share that through Instagram too. Yeah. Um, And also we're hoping to have uh, our podcast on Spotify soon as well. So when when it... Which is so cool. Yeah, so when it goes up on Spotify, we will definitely put an announcement up because we know Mm -hmm. SoundCloud is not the easiest platform to access for everyone. Um, So hopefully if it's up on Spotify... Mm. you'll be able to get hold of it a lot more easily I mean there so. is there is a direct feed on my website which is uh, La, which is r-o-s-i-e-l-a-h dot com so um, plugging we yeah. <laughs> so if you just go on to podcast uh, link on the, on the website you'll be able to have a feed of all the uh, episodes that way which yeah, is that's cool. a good thing we should probably actually put that well, on yeah we well. really should yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah yeah uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So check out all these pieces that we spoke about. All these artists that are still mm-hmm. working. Um, yeah, we we chatted on for ages. This we have. A, I'm feeling quite merry. We're very, we, we've drunk quite a lot. We've eaten a lot of chips. Um, we did. I'm gonna. I'm, I am gonna edit that bit out because I don't think you don't want twenty ASMR minutes. You don't want twenty minutes of us chip, jumping. This will have already passed in the episode for you guys. <laughs> um, but I mean, I hope you didn't mind too much the background noise of yeah. having the pups and everything else in the yeah, rain. Yeah, we've had some dog wrestling. We've had some knocking on the door from the mm-hmm. chip delivery bloke. Yeah, we've had yeah. some rain. Yeah. We've had us just being twits as per normal. But I hope you, uh, hope you enjoyed it. And 
Oh, I think your phone just got a message. I thought it vibrate. I won't oh, look at it. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> but on that note, um, we, yeah, uh, obviously, search for us, uh, Drunk Art Review um, podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, and also, you can find me uh, at Rosie La um, on Instagram and Rosie La Studio. Um, on Twitter. Although I haven't really posted much recently. I've been so busy. But She's just such a busy I'm woman. such a busy bee. Yeah. Such a busy woman. <laughs> um, um, and of course we can find you at... So on Instagram I am at jennifer.ellen.kemp Sorry, it's a bit of a mouthful, but you know, just in case you weren't sure what my name was. Oh yeah, well. And then on Twitter I am at j-e-double-n-jen underscore ellen underscore kemp yeah so you can find us both on twitter and instagram our instagrams are actually linked in the drunk art review yeah um, yeah find us just 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 go to drunk art review find us that way you um we know that you're detectives you're a part of the modern world you'll be able to find out everything about us we'll probably end up on our doorstep in like a couple hours anyway um, yeah, thank you for joining us this evening. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed us wittering on about shit. Yeah. Right? We enjoy wittering. <laughs> all right, then. We're going we're gonna to say bye. Yeah, because we'll be here all night otherwise. I'll say, yeah, yeah. I've been here. I've I'm been making a- it a little bit awkward. I'm like, right, so uh, we say bye now? <laughs> I think I've been at Rosie's house for about four hours now. So. Oh, yeah. You have been. <laughs> right, okay. So we will be back soon with a new episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah. We love you so much. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. Bye.